MILF, an acronym that stands for Mother I'd Like to Fuck. This abbreviation is used in colloquial English instead of the whole phrase. It connotes a sexually attractive older woman, typically one who has children. The Wikipedia entry for MILF. This acronym can be traced back as far as 1992, according to Laurel A. Sutton, a linguist who found the term was one of nine popular terms used by Berkeley undergraduates to describe attractive women. MILF wouldn't hit the mainstream until the release of American teen sex comedy film American Pie in 1999, where John Cho's character, credited as MILF guy number two, uses the term to describe Stifler's mom. Adam Schlesinger has his own reasons for writing a song about a hot mom, though. The Fountains of Wayne bassist and songwriter had a childhood friend who confided to Schlesinger that he thought the musician's grandma was hot. The incident inspired Fountains of Wayne's only hit song, which earned them a Grammy nomination for Best Vocal Pop Performance and the number one spot on the most downloaded songs list on iTunes. That's right, in honor of Adam Schlesinger's recent passing, we're talking Fountains of Wayne's Stacy's Mom this week on Cover Me. That's right, it's Cover Me, the only podcast that talks about famous songs in their many cover versions and compares them against one another to find out which version has it going on. I'm your host as always, Jake Cressy, joined by MILF guy number one, Alex Mildenberger. Ooh, I turned my, I'm way up in my headphones, let me turn myself down. Alex Mildenberger, you fucking MILF guy. MILF guy. Yeah. I would Fountains even accept MILF guy number two. Adam Schlesinger. <laughs> I feel like I'm changing it every time I say it. Schles- Schlesinger. 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 Um, Alex, how are you doing? We're what is this week four in quarantine? Yeah, five? we're almost almost my fourth week. Technically, I started on Tuesday because we went away on the weekend. It was a long weekend for us. Right. So yeah, um, it'll be like week four soon, or the end. This is the end of week four. Oh man, yeah. I forget. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's like about a month. Mm-hmm. So it's not changed a whole lot. Like we're surviving. No one's sick. And it's just, you know, things are going. Things are going. How How is your, your mental status? Are you doing well? I, I think so. Have you given into the madness yet? Is that a, wait, that's a good thing, right? That we, that we learned that last last week yeah i was i was just gonna ask if you've got down with the sickness yeah um well no sickness yet but i think like if it did get in i might be i don't know <laughs> you've got me thinking about how mark Wahlberg has that story about how he would have stopped 9-11 if he was on the plane Mar- yeah he says he says a lot of Says things. some crazy shit, Alex. Fountains of Wayne. It's a uh, actually. Wait, it's honestly, what about your mental state? <laughs> oh, I'm doing okay. I, uh, <laughs> okay. Played a lot of Animal Crossing. Um, you know, chilling. I went. I've been outside a lot this week. Went to the beach the other day. The beach. The I beach, shoveled Alex. snow this morning. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and yesterday. I, mean, I didn't know that you did that, but like, I know there is snow in Calgary. <laughs> oh, there is snow in Calgary. It's actually not bad. The sun's out. Anyway, beach is nice though. Beach is nice, man. I picked up some seashells. Just live in the beach. Watch out. If sand dollars are like black, Uh they're still alive. Don't pick them up. We picked up one that was like definitely alive. You could feel the weight in it, but we put it back. Yeah. See, I didn't know that. And then I I picked up a bunch and we like, like, why are they taking so long to turn white? What's going on? Because they were slowly dying or something. 
Or maybe they, I don't know how long it takes them to die, but it wasn't nice. That's the idea. Yeah. Fountains of Wayne, Fountains Alex. of Wayne. This, uh, it's, I think it's quite criminal that this is the only song we can probably ever talk about with this band, because it's their, really their only hit, but they are a very good pop punk band, and if you people are listening to this and only know this one song, y'all should check out at least the first two albums. And, and probably the third album, which this one's on. Uh, so that's Fountains of Wayne is their first one. Utopia Parkway is the second one. And the third one is called The One with Stacy's Mom on it. Welcome, Interstate Managers. Alex, what's your history with Fountains of Wayne? This song. It's just this song. It's just this song. Uh, I thought um, about listening to them some more this week, but I didn't. So. Coward. There you go. I mean, so many people are dying. I'm like, oh, should probably check out their music. I should probably check out some of their music. And I'm like, who's John Prine? I don't know. I don't know, but Bruce Springsteen seems to like him. So yeah. now I'm going to check that out. Frank Turner shouted him out on his live stream. Yeah. So there you fucking go. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. Alex, Stacy's mom. This one was a, this is a seminal song for me. This got me into like watching music videos on MTV, partially because it was horny and partially because this song was funny to me then and honestly it's still kind of funny now it's still kind of funny i always knew it existed i didn't mm-hmm. have much history with it though i knew about the music video because people talked about it not people in real life but people on tv talked mm. about the people on tv the music video because you know it's got it's got a it's got a lady in it there's a lady in the music video yeah the uh the new zealand model uh rachel hunter is that who it is yeah that sounds right yeah, I'm and good at this. <laughs> notes, <laughs> that is Rachel man. Hunter. <laughs> and uh, so I'd heard about it. It's like, oh, you know, it's got hot, hot mom in it. And then you learn the word MILF, and then it's a whole, I mean. You're going through puberty. It's 2003. Yeah. 2003. I, I, I didn't know, like, at the time, I had no concept of, like, this song came out now, or not much concept of it. So I didn't know when the song was from. But right. and sometimes with these things that become so ubiquitous, like big hits, it seems like it's always been there when you're a kid. Because mm-hmm. suddenly this song exists and you don't really ha- know, you know, what happened in the past, obviously, because you weren't around. So every- everything is new. So it doesn't seem any different when something is new. Yeah. Or actually. I think yeah. I for some reason I knew this one was new. It was just because like I I don't know, this is one where I was fully aware that they were they're making music that was like still kind of rock and roll. And this is my, this is probably like my first encounter with like comedy music. And yeah, it was just like a, this is the first song I tried to learn on guitar, Stacy's mom. It's not which, a bad, not a bad thing to start with. Any like, I know, especially because it's pretty much like identical to just or, what I needed. Yes, it very much so is, which I didn't realize it was kind of meant as a tribute to mm-hmm. the cars and there's a lot that shows up and makes that very obvious yeah, if you're listening to it with that in mind because musically it bears a lot of resemblance to just what i needed but i feel like thematically it, it kind of bears more resemblance to like my best friend's girl it's these sort of like weird romance situations right it kind of has a little bit of both yeah but uh i'm sure we'll I'm sure we'll talk about that a little more in detail in detail so let's talk about the lyrics alex yeah yeah 
I, I don't think there's a whole lot to dig into specifically in this. Mm-hmm. It's very it's, much it's... a story, you know, or like just a young teen or or kid or whatever who is yeah it's talking about things that are happening yeah it's very much like if you watch the music video you would basically know the lyrics because the the two are very like connected like the music video does a very plain face job of being like this is what the song's about right it's it's, it's talking about mowing the lawn here's the kid mowing the lawn music video adds some more innuendo which is fun but, yeah, uh, a very horny masseuse, but we'll get to that. Oh, we will. Um, Stacy's mom has got it going on, as repeated right. in the intro. Um, a- another song that has its, you know, its dumb show right at the beginning, as it were, where the theme is laid bare. <laughs> right, that's everything. <laughs> that's the song. <laughs> Stacy's mom, she's hot. She's hot. That's it. Everything you need to know. That's your thesis statement right there. Mm-hmm. And where the, where the comedy comes in is is that you know the song is from the perspective of like a, a middle schooler, presumably because he's like you know going through puberty and shit. I imagine, right? And we talk we talk about that with pop punk a lot on this show, where it really it really is expert at capturing that sort of juvenile perspective on just life in general, whether it's love or like you know like hopes, dreams, all of that. For sure. And that's very apparent here. So verse one is, Stacy, can I come over after school? And we get the echo on all of the lines in the verse. We can hang around by the pool. Did your mom get back from her business trip? Is she there? Or is she trying to give me the slip? Right. It kind of starts as like, just, hey, Stacy, let's hang out by the pool. Kind of sounds like young romance or whatever. Or could Mm -hmm. easily segue into it. But then sort of suddenly becomes apparent like oh he's asking questions about other things now you know he's suddenly he's asking about her mom and then like this sort of almost like i'm trying like i don't know flirtatious is the best word like so like is she trying to give me the slip like it's like it's this game you know yeah no i think you're right with it being like a flirtatious cat and mouse game and it's perfect because what you're talking about is right those first i would say three lines all could imply young romance because he's like, "Did your right. mom get back from a business trip? Like, is she in the house?" And you're thinking, "Oh, right, 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 right." Like they want some privacy to be young and in love, and then boom, you get the reveal on the last line: "Is she there? Or is she trying to give me the slip?" So he's more concerned about his relationship with the mom than with Stacy, and that's funny. Yeah, I mean that's like the joke in the song, basically, and it and it it works because the song is pretty tight. Hmm. Uh, so then we move into the pre-chorus. Uh, you know, I'm not the little boy that I used to be. I'm all grown up now, baby. Can't you see? Which is again, kind of laughable because he's clearly a young boy who's like, "Oh no, I'm a, I'm an adult now." And like, but he's like, I mean, according to this, the story, the the kid who, the story's kind of about or was based on, like, was like 12 years old. So it's like, no. Yeah. He's not an adult, but he's just being like, and a, and a hey, baby. for grandmas. Yeah. Not even just MILFs, G-MILFs. I know. Crazy. But also, I mean, we don't know how old she was. But, um. I guess if she was like a young grandma. Yeah, it's maybe. true. I mean, it's possible. Um, but yeah, this is just kind of like the another turnaround. Like, you kind of get his attitude about it, where he seems to have this 
probably delusion that she's kind of into it too, which is part of the give me the slip thing as well. Yeah, and that delusion that you have, especially as a kid, where you're like, I'm older now. I'm a lot, like, I'm not that little punk ass kid I was last. I'm not 12 year. anymore. I'm 13. Yeah, I'm so. 13. Mm, yeah. Uh, come on, baby. Uh, and then the chorus. Good time. Get back to the line yeah. repeated at the beginning. Stacy's mom mm-hmm. has got it going on. She's all I want, and I've waited for so long. Stacy, can't you see? You're just not the girl for me. I know it might be wrong, but I'm in love with Stacy's mom. And then repeat, Stacy's mom's got to go on a couple times. Um, just everything gets made very explicit. Everything is very out in the open. Now, he's clearly, or introduces this idea that he and Stacy may have some level of romantic history or at least interest. Again, in a, you know, fairly juvenile way because it's clearly young children but yeah yeah with the line like i've waited for so long it implies that maybe him and stacy have been friends since like early childhood yeah i guess so um or that he's just like a young kid who doesn't really have much concept of time <laughs> yeah like, it's been long. a whole year or something <laughs> or yeah, like three like, oh my god yeah stacy can't you see you're just not the girl for me so it's yeah it's just like a trying to have a grown-up conversation where he's like listen i have the hots for your mom not you don't yeah. you understand it we're like let's be mature here you know it's just not working out kind of yeah <laughs> kind of thing and like you know, you know who's really it's it's your mother mm-hmm. okay and he, and he acknowledges that it may be like wrong or like not socially acceptable but still in love with stacy's mom right it's like this forbidden love thing and but it's all in his head kind of yeah, kind of do is like society will frown upon us, but I'm ready to you know accept the ramifications or whatever. Yeah, because he's is, he's a big man, you know. Yeah, which is also of course ridiculous. So yeah. So then we get into verse two, where I guess he's just trying to like justify it to Stacy, because he says, "Stacy, do you remember when I mowed your lawn? Your mom came out with just a towel on." I could tell she liked me from the way she stared and the way she said, you missed a spot over there. I mean, yeah, it's just another anecdote when kind of given the same attitude of like, he's probably, we're assuming, but I don't see why we shouldn't assume uh, (laughs) that he's just kind of reading more into everything than is reality. Yeah, Um, so this like comfort that Stacy's mom has is in being able to like go out into her backyard with a towel on when this kid is around is not he mistakes it as being like ah we're allowed to be almost naked around each other hey stacy's mom or it's more like she's like well that's a child and he's he's probably fine you know yeah he's not like especially (laughs) if it's like a a a known someone that they've known for years or something like that Mm -hmm. it's like yeah it's just some kid or not just some kid but like it's a friend who whatever (laughs) we know this person and also they're 12 so it doesn't matter yeah. But also I like how the music video like throws in also they're like there's a massage happening like yeah. on the, just on the lawn out on a massage table in the grass. So I don't know, maybe it's just more for the visual. Yeah, I think it was more to like punch up that visual and like add in more horny imagery, mm-hmm. which is like really what that music video is about. And then like the great like mislead of I could tell she liked me from the way she stared. And if you think about the distance, like, even in that music video, she's just looking, like, 
in that general direction. Right, right. And he's like, oh, she's looking at me. <laughs> and of course, um, kind of the same thing happens, not with a, a twist, but like the last line is kind of their interaction. Like she says, hey, you missed a spot over there. And he is misinterpreting it as this like flirtatious action. Yeah, where in reality she was probably looking out there, saw like, like a tall patch of yeah. grass. It was like, oh, you missed that yeah, spot. Don't, don't forget that. We we want our grass to look nice. Because, you know, you want your grass to look nice. Yeah, that's what grass is for, looking nice. And preventing erosion. Mm-hmm. And he seems to acknowledge what we're all thinking in the second pre-chorus. I know that you think it's just a fantasy. Uh, this is a great line. I love this one. But since your dad walked out, your mom could use a guy like me. <laughs> Uh, yeah insinuating that he's like gonna be the man of the house and like yeah <laughs> it's just this like childlike logic like well, well you don't have a dad anymore so I can be that like <laughs> and, then, and like become Stacy's father figure like no <laughs> yeah, like, what <laughs> it's just so good yeah <laughs> <sighs> and oh. is that I think that's all the lyrics cause yeah is that all kinda... for and that's all it really needs. Yeah, I mean, like I said, like it's a it's a very tight song. We talk about this oftentimes with like pop hits where it's like they just don't waste time on anything. It's like mm-hmm. next thing, next thing, next thing. Save the lines, get the point across, don't repeat yourself unless it is the chorus, in which case repeat yourself over and over and over and over again, but we get it because it's catchy. Like it's yeah. fine. And uh yeah, that's the way it goes. That's yeah, it's it's it knows what its concept in, gets in, gets out, makes a catchy chorus. It gets gets I just some good well-crafted lines. Like, yeah, this song fun, is it's funny. funny. I mean, there's a reason that like it still comes up, you know? Like it's still people know this song. At least people our age. Like it's stuck with people. And like it's mm-hmm. it's a fun song and it's kind of funny, but it's not like overtly a comedy song, you know? Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't come uh, off as like this novelty thing. It it kind of makes sense as just somewhat nonsensical. Or not nonsensical, but just silly. Yeah, it's just like it holds sort of like in my mind it holds a similar space as like my best friend's girl and also Jesse's girl. Those like did come like, up when I was searching this song. Yeah, they hold this like weird love song space. Especially, like, with Jesse's Girl, it's this unrequited love kind of deal. And I think just with the playing style as well, very simple. Um, Again, like, they're borrowing heavily from the cars. Right. Right down to that, like, almost that, like, clock-like, like, natural rhythm they've got going on. How do you mean? What do you mean by that? Sorry. When we talked about the cars, we we talked about, and they uh, they mentioned it in their, like, interviews and stuff, this very... Like, very precise to the point, like, it's so natural, it almost sounds unnatural in their rhythm. Like, it's very simple, but it's, there's just something about the way it's played that is, like, that really highlights that simplicity. Okay. Yeah. I guess a lot of punky stuff is like that. And this is definitely, like, in the pop punk vein or power pop sort of thing, but kind of with that attitude from the pop punk of, of, uh, the sort of adolescence and mm-hmm. kind of the what how would I describe it? The like sexual deviance of adolescence that's like 
fairly innocent because it's more of like discovery. Like like how pop punk will like write songs about masturbation all the time. Like Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's like and it feels yeah, you're right. Like it feels deviant or like edgy or like right. out there because it is you're in this discovery phase. Yeah. Where and and yeah, it's written from that perspective. But when you when you get older and you look at this, you're like, yeah, hot moms. Like, yeah, when you're fucking a teenager and you you are looking at like people around you, you're gonna see older women you're attracted to. It's just like it's gonna happen. Yeah, because there's all sorts of people in the world, and that's how it goes. Yeah, and yeah, and, and this, this really song like has highlights it. that and and blows that as the like the focus point. Yeah, let's yeah. talk about the uh, the instrumentation on this. Like we've sort of said already, it starts with a very uh, just what I needed esque uh, progression. Yeah, supposedly at one point Rick Ocasek thought that they used a sample of just what I needed, which seems odd. And I think it might just be like there's one guitar part, just the like ding. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, the sting. Yeah. So like. Because when they do the strum, the strum sounds similar, but they're changing the chords mm-hmm. in a different way. Yeah, because it's not, because in the, it's just not the what same. I need, it's dun 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 and this one's dun 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 Yeah, but the sting of the other electric guitar sound does sound very similar. Uh, yeah. And, but it still doesn't do exactly the same thing. They don't do the like, ba ba yeah, it's like just the, a single the one. It sticks with a single one. It only does it a couple times. And then just right into the lyrics. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they do do the sting throughout the verse. Right. Or at least on the first half of it. I they just do. caught it while we were talking they do. there. Um, um, and they also have... Uh, well, yeah, so they have that strumming going on. And then the... Um, the guitar, the stinging. Um... And when they start with the verse, then those drums come in, which pretty simple, pretty yeah. kick heavy. Um, and then they have a synthesizer, which I believe is a Juno six, because that's what's in the music video. Yeah, and that is again another like tribute to the cars. Right, it would have been the sort of synthesizer they would have used. Yeah. Although also worth noting that the the drums do hit on the on the guitar sting as well before they start coming in with the, like a standard beat. They come in with a standard beat once he starts the verse. Before that, they're doing some just some kick work, and I think he hits like does like a cymbal hit with a quick like mute on it for sure. the the sting. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, sure. Sure. No, totally. Um, and what am I looking at here? Uh, anyway, anyway the, uh, so the, the synth that comes in is uh, that comes in like on the second half of each verse, right? That yes, comes in the second half, starts playing these scores. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and that like nothing lasts for very long in this song before going to the mm-hmm. next part. Uh, they go into the pre-chorus. Um, and that synth cuts out, but like there's another guitar. Yeah, and like we, I we should mention that like the progression for the verses in the intro and guitar is, I'm pretty sure muted. Yeah, and Sorry. then dun, when they dun, get to the dun, pre-chorus, dun, 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 dun. yeah, they let it ring out with some it, power chords. It's yeah, kind of more obvious and it's distorted, uh, and that doesn't last very long either. Then they get right into the okay. I do really like like the 
the lead-in between the pre-chorus and the chorus, the can't you see? Like that, I think it's just amazing. Like, oh, as a yeah. transition from the pre-chorus into the chorus. Yeah, it's tight. And it's it's again so simple, so quick, just bam, bam, bam. And then like yeah, like half a second, like fraction of a second of a pause, and then just into the Stacy's mom. Like everybody knows that line. It's very, very well known. Stacey's yeah, and, like mom the delivery of that is like the perfect. I like his voice. I, I don't mean this as an insult, but he captures that like juvenile energy, and that like bit of melodrama in that transition, <laughs> like perfectly. Right. It's just a like a little bit elevated and. Hmm. Yeah, and dramatic. Um, and then they get into the chorus. There's a different synth line in the chorus, which is kind of, which is Cars-like. Um, but it also kind of reminded me of All the Small Things. Yeah, me too. Uh, because that's what they do in All the Small Things that we kind of, we were surprised by it because it's, it's hard to notice in All the Small Things. It's more noticeable here, but just the Mm. like, wee, wee, kind of like jumping intervals on the synthesizer. Yeah. It's got like a real big like punch note that it kind of climbs to and moves away from. So yeah, it is kind of similar to that. And I mean, it was kind of around the same time, similar genre. So it's not too, not too surprising. Yeah, it's not too surprising. But and this is yeah, sound. the chorus is what you expect. Everything kind of like lets loose. Mm-hmm. The guitars are just like ripping through some power chords. The, the drums are hitting like a little more tom action on this. I think. Yes. Not like not like what you would get from say like down with the sickness, but it's a, like a little more Tom focused four four basically. Right, it's less like because before they were just going like <laughs> kind of mm-hmm. like continuous um, kick, and then it and then it, uh, um, but it's not. It's it's just kind of more standard like mm-hmm. rock beat, a um, little easier to get into, easier to sing along to. Not that you sing along to a rhythm, uh, per se. But, but it uh, does uh, kind of guide, because we forgot to mention it in the intro, we get the transition of hand claps. Right. There and are hand claps. it does sort of guide those which come back in the final outro chorus. Uh, well, it's uh, like even in this chorus. Um, yeah, are they present in the going, first chorus? Because after the chorus, there's a... I mean, it's kind of part of the chorus, but it's kind of like a transition back when they do the Stacy's mom has got it going on. Right. They do those lines a couple of times and then they <laughs> clap at the end of it. Okay. They do. So they do that transition with the three claps. Yeah. Yeah. Back into the next verse, uh, which is very similar, but not exactly for the, the same. Added There's another guitar, guitar, right? Yeah. Playing just yeah. like an arpeggio part. Yeah. And that's uh, that's a good like it's catchy. This like I said, these guys do a very good like backing track, like rhythm, like everything just kind of slots in perfectly. Yeah, it's a good, and they do a good job of like, I like to shout this out when it happens of like keeping everything separate sonically. Mm-hmm. Um, everything seems to fit well, like you said. Yeah, it's it's very much not muddy. You can pick out all the pieces and they work well together. Which is probably one of the like biggest notable differences between some of the better produced and 
more like amateur versions of songs that we cover mm-hmm. is like if they do have someone who's like doing decent production, they'll figure that out. Yeah. Um, cause I assume it's difficult. I've never tried to do it. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, it, I've done it once. I've done production on a song and I've re-listened to that song. It's not, it's not great. Was that that time with Jesse? Yeah. Okay. All right. That's the one we, we've built a music video for and everything. That does exist. That does exist. Exists. It's out there on the internet, people. You can find it. Um, not going to help you, though. Not uh, going to help you. So go for it. Um, what else? That's, I mean, um, that's like, right. They kind of have like a, it's like choruses. Yeah, and there is a, a guitar Lots solo. Of there is a guitar solo. You're right. Which, and it's kind of like it's a guitar solo, but it's kind of doubled on the synthesizer. So they kind of do right. both. And that's, you know, there's a lot of car, Cars vibes in this. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, they, it's a pretty good Cars tribute thing. But it also holds up on its own, which is always nice. Yeah. Where's the music? There it is. And it's, a, it's like it's a tw- 20 seconds maybe on the guitar solo. Like, it's pretty much in and out. Like, it. It yeah. does its part. Like I said, nothing lasts too long in this song. Like I, I don't think anything in this song is boring, but if it was, it wouldn't have a chance to become boring. Like it's mm-hmm. like it's it switches up very very yeah, quickly. It's a very short like, verses, short chorus. Short pre chorus. Like the sections are quick and yeah. it just goes. And even in those short verses, they're always either like slowly adding things or they, they add something for the whole segment. It always changes in the second half of the verse because you get the synth coming in. Right. I mean, it's the kind of pacing that I've always found very impressive. It's like um, watching... I've been re-watching some episodes of Community because it's back on uh, oh, yeah, Netflix. Netflix. Or was it off Netflix? Anyway. Yeah, it, it was matter. off Netflix. Okay. It, was all, it was on Amazon Prime. I've, been wa- I've actually been watching it with Greta on Amazon Prime. But... And is it on both? Yeah, it's on both now. Okay. Right, right. Anyway, so it's on Netflix again. I was watching some episodes... Um, and a, very impressive, just like how they can fit everything in the time and like cover a lot of ground. Mm-hmm. And every once in a while, it falls apart. I can only think of one episode in particular where it did fall apart, but it's like the fourth season. Um, oh yeah, and and the, the pacing is just is like notoriously bad. Yeah. So, but it's like it's just like you do everything and you get everything covered, and like you don't need a huge amount of time. Like it's it's amazing. Mm-hmm. When, and it, yeah, when it works it's, it's like tight simple like you know tv writing like uh you know you get, everybody learns a lesson at the end everybody goes through these you know it's like problem of the week sort of tv writing but it's done in a, a very sharp and yeah and strong like style and it it you get all the information out you have time to breathe if you need mm-hmm. it and like process things like it, it all works out and that's how this song works too everything just happens in the right at the right time for the right amount of time yeah exactly i agree 100 percent. so yeah we get that guitar solo it comes in with the synth they do the thing it goes out and then we get sort of the big outro where the backup vocals and the main vocals are kind of going back and forth he's doing like some ad-libbing that's uh i believe that's chris collingsworth collings collingwood who i should note also like co-wrote this song i forgot to mention that in the intro Mm-hmm. And they also both Chris Collingwood and Adam Schlesinger uh, produced the track with along with Mike Denning. 
Is that a band member? Or is that a um, I think he's just a producer. Just a producer. I could be wrong, though. Yeah, that sounds right. But yeah, it ends in this big outro. We get the hand claps coming in consistently rather than just for a transition. The synths going off. We got everybody singing. And then, like, everything slowly cuts out. It's crazy how sharp the, like, the cutout is between the word Stacy and mom, which are the final two words, Stacy's mom. Stacy's got almost all the instruments on it, and then they cut in that moment, and then it's just him saying mom at the end. Like, it's just vocals on the final word. Right, everything goes, and then you just get that. I'm trying to think of another example, but I feel like I've, I've definitely heard that in other songs. Mm-hmm. But it's a good, it's a good ending. Yeah, it's a, it's a yeah good. It's like, an final ending. Note. It's not a fade out. Yeah, it's just definitive. Because you could have you could have yeah pulled that type of uh, like outro to just a fade out. Yeah, just kept being like Stacy's mom is gonna uh, wait in and wait in. yeah, and just fade that shit. But you didn't. Yeah. Um, I also just worth noting. Forgot to talk about the backup vocals on the verses. They're put through, uh, so that's like the echo on the end of each line. They're put through like right. a, almost sounds like it's coming in through a radio or something kind of tone. It's got that kind of electronic buzz around the edges. Sure. It's just a little worth bit, noting. A little bit clipped or something, filtered out. Yeah. Yeah, and that's kind of like the Stacey's mom's got it going on lines have that too. Where it's just like mm-hmm. a little bit, cut out some of the high end there. That's right, yeah, so when they're doing it in the intro and in between uh, choruses and verses. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, should we talk about the music video now, Alex? Yes, please, let's talk about the music video. So I, uh, I don't think I've yeah. ever actually wa- had ever actually watched this video. Mm-hmm. I knew about it, but, like, just from talking about it, but I'm pretty sure I never saw it before this. But I, I maybe, okay. I might have. I definitely saw parts of it, you know? Like, whether it was, I don't think still images necessarily, but like I've said in the past, I used to watch a lot of like shows where they talked about music videos. So they right. talk about this music video like it was something that everyone had seen already. And they'd be like, just mm. like, you know, the Stacy's mom music video. So I'm familiar with the, con- I was familiar with it. Right. But- and it's interesting because like the last, I want to say like 30 seconds of the Stacy's mom video are essentially just a scene from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yes, I have seen Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Right. So yeah, Except like without you probably recognize that. Because there is nudity in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because um, it's a dream sequence. Oh, um, yeah. So directed by Chris Applebaum, I got a quote from Adam Schlesinger here. Oh, yes. He says, we, we looked at a lot of treatments, and some directors were trying to be kind of arty and subtle with it, but Chris Applebaum went completely for the jugular. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that. I love yeah. that Applebaum was like, listen, it's about a hot mom. We're going to get a hot model. We're going to get a hot mom. Is she a mom? At the time, I have no idea. They just need a model. But they, they, yeah. I do like the story that they wanted um, Pali. Paulina, Paulina Poriskova, Poriskova, yeah. Uh, who at the time was, I didn't say, it didn't say married, but yeah, spouse. Yeah, okay. Married to Rick Ocasek. Mm-hmm. Um, and who is, of course, from the Cars. So that's kind of another Cars reference. Yeah, Cars reference. And of course, a model as well. So and yeah, also like, a model. attractive. Um, 
And they also tried to get Rick Ocasek in the video as well, but he apparently never responded to the request. I um, the, have to wonder what he would have done. Yeah. Just like you think Ben they made him maybe, one of the kids at the start? <laughs> maybe he would have been the masseuse. Maybe. Anyway. Fun. Um so the beginning is of the song is it shows some feet tapping. And then it shows school crossing, so it becomes clear that they are at a school. And the feet turned out to be kids' feet. There's a bunch of kids waiting outside of school to be picked up. And then mm-hmm. you see Stacy's mom. It shows Stacy for a second. And you see Stacy's mom pull up in a convertible. Um, it's a red car, so you know it's fast. Will's going to tell me what kind of car it is. It says V3 on it. It's a Mercedes. Sick. Ask Will if it's a good car. It's a good, it's a good, it's a good one. <laughs> there might be a better shot of it. He's he's observing. Yeah, it's definitely. Anyway, they're doing a good job of not showing the branding uh, on the car. Sneaky Jones. bastards. It's a Mercedes. <laughs> All right. So and then you just, just comes and picks up Stacy. Her mom's wearing a very short. Is it a dress? She she was playing tennis, so it's like one of those short tennis dresses. Yeah, are they called tennis dresses. I'm sure they're not. I'm sure they're tennis, not. Tennis but skirts. It's not a skirt. It's all one piece. T- tennis onesies. Tennis kind of sports thing. Um. Yeah. And yeah, uh, um, of note is that one of the kids looks like Rick Ocasek. Yes, the two kids are like they look like there's several kids there, but the two that like Stacy like pushes two kids aside, they look like young members of the cars, like both of yeah. them. Yeah, and the one and on the, the one right in is particular. the protagonist. Yeah, and the other kid looks a lot like Rick Ocasek. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like impressively. Like I don't know if he's got a wig on or that's just how he did his hair, but like impressive um yeah. and uh stacy's got a van halen shirt on which is relevant for some reason let me is it because uh this song featured in guitar hero van halen no i believe oh no actually that is not the relevance of it we'll come back to the re- it's not actually relevant never mind okay but it will right. come up again in the ne- in the first cover um okay um, so then we, we cut to her license plate, which says, I love Rick. Again, another obvious Cars nod. Yeah, and if and she was indeed supposed to be Paulina Porskova, might have made more sense. But I don't know when yeah, they that planned that license plate. Yeah. So then what I do like about this music video is the way they incorporate the band playing in this like purple space. Is that they're always in some kind of media that's in the world. First, they're on these four posters on Stacy's bedroom wall. Later, they're on the New Wave magazine, which, again, another nod to the cars who are New Wave. And then even later, they're on a TV screen playing. Yeah, and it's this, like, like they're in black and white, and the background is, like, some sort of fuchsia, magenta, something like mm-hmm. that shade of, like, bright pinkish, purplish something. Very yeah. colorful. Really pops. Yes. Um, and then it sort of showed, like, it's the story from the song. He comes over after school to, to sit by the pool. And uh, it 
I think, and the music video just shows like Stacy kind of seems to be into him. She seems to kind of be showing off or trying to show off. In particular, yeah. there's a scene later on where she does the like, what is the like handstand thing in the pool? Oh yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. You can do that not trying to impress somebody. Come on, <laughs> come on. That's why I would do it. Yeah, I, I don't think I could do it. Distracted by Stacy's mom, who is for some reason just undressing in front of a window. Right, he's staring at her mom. He's got big sunglasses on, so yeah. she can't really tell what's going on. And he's, and he's just... struggling to get this uh, this pop lid off off the bottle and then right. eventually it's 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 a jerking off choke because he's rubbing it around a lot and then eventually he gets it off and then and the bottle explodes up. sexual innuendo it's everywhere it looks, like, looks like he's busting a fat load <laughs> fat load also very orange <laughs> if your fucking so, loads are this color go to a doctor yeah i don't even it's know like the lemon all over i again. don't even know what that problem would be um and then it cuts again to the band playing just in they're kind of like music video space. And that's mm-hmm. where it shows the Juno 6 close-up. Yeah, and the Wikipedia says the the point at like 114, 115, where the guitarist is jumping up and down is a Cars nod. I guess that's maybe something that happens in Cars videos. I'm sure. not 100%. It seems like the kind of thing, like, if the Cars originated or popularized it, enough people do it now that it's completely just... No, yeah, it like it doesn't have that identity anymore at all. Right. Uh, I watched a couple Cars music videos to see if there are any specific references I could find, but I, I won't claim to have done a ton of research on that. Yeah. I didn't notice anything in particular. But the Cars have some funny music videos. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, I don't doubt that. Uh, so check that out. Um. Yeah. So then we cut to the the mowing lawn scene. It starts with shots at Stacy and her feet, which is uh, weird to say the least. <laughs> And then the, the the kid sweating and pushing the mower, and then we see Stacy's mom come out in a towel. And, and then there's a massage. Yeah. Now this masseuse like lifts up her towel and then gives this really horny eyebrow raise. Is that to us, the audience, or to the young boy? I th- I think it's um both potentially, or it's just like. Maybe just supposed to be a representation of sort of some level of jealousy on the part of the boy because he's like, oh, well, this, oh, so this he's other, like imagining it. This other man is touching her, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of in his head. Yes, it's all in his head. And yeah, so he massages her. Gets you know, we get gratuitous shots of like her legs getting yeah. grabbed and stuff while Stacy's checking out the mowing like, boy. Lots of, like side boob. Yeah. Um, Great side boob action, but like also, do you just can you just pay people to massage you on your lawn? I'm sure there are people rich enough, yeah. But like, yeah, this is like like they're wealthy. Also, they have a pool, but I feel like there are places where having a pool is not that big a deal. Yeah, like here at least in Calgary, I'm sure most places in Canada, if you have a pool, like it's considered a little ritzy. Yeah. But uh, there are places where, like, it's hot. And it's a lot easier to take care of a pool because it's not cold for, like, possibly more than half the year. So it's a better investment because you can use it all the time or most of the time. Most of the time. Anyway, but they do seem to be well. Fancy car as well. Yeah, like, it's a pretty good indication. So, although, if you're looking at their TV in the next shot, it's. 
That doesn't. Yeah. I mean, 2003. I don't know, but that doesn't look like a big fancy. Yeah, I feel TV like they either. had widescreen TVs in 2003, but like the the fat ones, they're still CRTs, or not yeah. necessarily, but. Uh, but they were still kind of thick. Yeah, they were thick. Yeah, 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 yeah. So before we get to that shot, though, he's horny. We we keep cutting to him like mowing the lawn, and then it like kind of zooms out the shot, and then he hits a birdhouse. Just knocks it right over. It's a pretty flimsy yeah. birdhouse. So, is that also a a nut busting like allegory? Or <laughs> I I don't see it. Some like it was standing up, and or is he like? He's feeling nervous now because the other, the other guy's touching her, so like it kills yeah. boner kind of thing. Like I don't know, maybe, maybe. Nah, he's just distracted he's just from distracted, being horny. Yeah. Like, that's it. Um, yeah. So then they're watching TV together, and he looks around, and Stacy's mom is cleaning stuff up, and then he looks again, and she's like doing a strip show for him on the kitchen counter. Right. Yeah. She's like crouch. She like bends over to sweep something up or whatever, or pick something up, and he's like, ah, oh, mm-hmm. cleavage. And Stacy doesn't notice, and he's wearing this Mr. Wonderful shirt, which you can buy pretty easily, in case anyone's wondering. They just have them at Walmart. Um, pretty common, or pretty available, as far as I could tell. Okay. And yeah, and then it becomes a strip show, and there's a pole, pretty briefly, and he's pretty surprised by it. And then he wipes his eyes, and it's still going on. Yeah, so that means it's real. That means it's real. <laughs> and then I do like the next part. He has to like step out and drink a glass of water. Like, <laughs> yeah, because it was too hot in there, and also he's Way about to bust a fat load, so he's got to stay hydrated. Always important. He's been in the sun. Um, the light is saturated. You can tell it's hot. Hmm. So yeah, and then this is the the scene that's just essentially Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Which, again, they're doing that scene because it plays a Cars song during that, moving in stereo. Oh, I forgot about that. I yeah. I haven't watched that movie in a long-ass time. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, so it does and, that whole thing. She's got a red bikini on. She's, it's like, slowly getting out of the water and then goes to yeah. this. Yeah. And then, like, starts to take off her top, which happens in Fast, Time Ridgemont, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. And then Stacy walks in. Yeah, and then she's, like, smiling at the end because she seems to think that, like, he was cranking it to Stacy. Yeah. Which is, like, a, I, I, still, I, I feel like even if that is your logic, like, you're like, oh, my friend is masturbating to the thought of me in this bathroom. I would do it. I'd still, <laughs> I don't know if I'd be like, fuck yeah. <laughs> I know. I, I do think that that the smile seems a little nervous, like like the nervous laughter of, like, Almost like I can't believe what's going on. She's kind of laughing at him, right? But not like to his face, but like there's a smile because that's how laughter goes. That 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 right. was She's my like, first I thought anyway. Saw my friend cranking. It was off. not necessarily like all right, my efforts are working. It was like this is awkward, and I don't know how to respond to it, so I will smile and laugh, kind of thing. Right, that could be it. That and was the what sign I sign on the bathroom says occupado. Yes. Does it just say occupied? It says occupado. I believe it is. Okay, sweet. I'm not just <laughs> weird. Yeah, but it's hard to tell because this other next video thing covers it. Yeah. On um, yeah, and that's the music video. It's 
I mean, <laughs> yeah, we went over in a shockingly large amount of detail for like, yeah, we, hey, we it's really the song, went over that. but yeah, it's it's very horny. Yep, yep, but in a pretty adolescent way. So it's like, it's like yeah. in in it's in a very much in a comical way. Yeah, it's comically horny. Yeah. Um, that's that. Should we move into the covers, Alex? We should. We've been at this for like an hour. Damn, son. Not 50 minutes. Hour, okay. I mean, 50 minutes. Close, yeah, though. It's close. Yeah, so let's talk about, I feel like a lot of these are going to move pretty quick, particularly this first yeah. one. Freshman 15 Freshman in 2004. They are an um, acapella group from Northwestern University in Evanston, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Um, they, the the reason I was talking about Van Halen is because if you look at the album, they have an F fifteen for freshman fifteen, but like it's got lines on it and it's like the Van Halen symbol. Oh, that's it. That's all yeah, it is. Yeah, I knew yeah, it was gonna come yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they like, Brett. I read their description like on their website. Did you go like uh, on the since like, its formation in nineteen ninety eight? Freshman yeah. fifteen has risen to the top of Northwestern's music scene, releasing six award winning studio albums and establishing itself as one of the best all male a cappella groups on campus and in the country. They are not all freshmen, and there are more than fifteen of them. Yeah, I thought the worst part where they started to like brag about their nicknames or like everyone has a nickname and they can no, be any God, zany no, wacky thing. Did you see that part? I did not. They were like, the nicknames range from Hip Hopopotamus to Neil Armstrong to Underpants. I'm like, okay, hang on a minute. So yeah, they why at least one of those is just a reference. From... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, anyway, I just don't like it when they brag about being zany and wacky, even though that's not what uh, they say explicitly. That's what I got out of it. So that's, yeah, that's what they're getting at. <laughs> but that's not the music. Um, so the music is it's the song, but with voices. They do the music sounds and they do the instrument sounds and the and the singing sounds oh god i hate this i'm looking at all their nicknames now yeah one of them is just nicknamed goose you can't do that you yeah i mean they really seem i feel like if you if you put that on your description then you're like forcing you're forcing nicknames and that's no fun that's no fun it's got to be natural or it just doesn't work so. Also, they're not all freshmen, and there's not 15 of them. So they've already failed at the, the own concept of their name. Yeah, the I don't know if that was them. the original um, concept, was there were supposed to be 15 freshmen, or perhaps they were supposed to put on some weight over the course of uh, their tenure or something. Right, or something. But Like, like most acapella groups, it's a poorly thought out wordplay. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, what else? I was trying to find uh, notable changes or or sounds they make because sometimes you're like they made this weird sound. It's kind of that's something. Yeah, but I, I would I, give them one note to their credit here. Okay, in that their rhythm section they use the uh, the vocalization ma ma, and so you string two ma. of those together. You got mama mama. <laughs> hey, <about> mama. moms. <laughs> and Johnny Bravo. Mama, <laughs> hey, mama. Uh, I feel like we've recently referenced Johnny Bravo in this show. Yeah, he's coming up a lot. Always a good thing. It was Will. Um, <laughs> That's right. And I thought they might skip the solo, but they don't skip the solo. It's just very much in the background. Like, the rhythm really overtakes it. Oh, here it is. 
Yeah. Yeah. See, like it's it's you hear the big guys up front, you're like, ma 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 ma. Yeah. And then, yeah. It is a little yeah. weird. Um, it's shorter. It's like 17, 18 seconds shorter, but I couldn't really figure out why. It might be a bit faster, but that still yeah, seems I think like it a is lot. Like a, like a hair faster. Yeah. But uh, I didn't think they cut anything out. No, it's Maybe very the much outro is shorter. Like straightforward acapella. This is like exactly what you would expect. It's about as straightforward as it gets. Mm-hmm. So. Um, they do the radio voice sound filter on the backup vocals. Um, my question to you, Alex, is the drum real or is it a guy? Uh, let's see. I think it's a guy. Which part are you thinking about in particular? Just so, like, in the intro, it sounds like a guy. But then once you get to the verse, it just sounds more oh. legitimate. It'd be weird. It sounds like they have a snare or something like that. So it could yeah. just be processed vocals um, where they just, like, give it a, like, kind of ring. Um, ah, so it's a it, processed man. Is that your thought? It could be. It could be, okay. but I'd buy that. It, it, I'd buy. It just seems weird to have a whole group of guys, and you have like six guys who do the rhythm or whatever. I don't know, and to just be like, oh, and we need one snare drum too. Yeah, like, I like, yeah, you can, but uh, yeah, especially why? if there's more than fifteen of them. Like, come on, guys. Yeah, and like, if I, I would think if you're gonna do anything on a real drum, it would be like a bass drum personally mm-hmm. because that would probably be the toughest one to convincingly recreate um yeah. with your voice i would think so why it would just be a random snare sound i don't know but it's possible i don't know i don't know, I don't why know. You'd i don't, really I don't, I don't trust anything these guys do so i to summarize on these guys we i put an acapella covers just check in make sure like, every once in a while and bad. like every once in a while they're fine yeah yeah or like someone does at least something a bit interesting but not in this one not in this one. This is boring. It's it's collegiate acapella. It's exactly what you'd expect on like a supercut of like what acapella groups do. Yep. Particularly in the mid two thousands. Yep. With that, we're gonna move into the Lost Boys of Penzance in two thousand nine, also known as Elbop. <laughs> Is that their other uh, name? Well, that'd be L B O P. Lost oh, I Boys of Penzance. <laughs> right. Um, um, they're two dudes. Yeah, two they guys. They might be from like the San Diego area. Their names are Jay Hawk Deville and Nate Morton. Yeah, and they do instrumental surf rock. So this is, you guessed it, an instrumental surf rock version. It is an instrumental surf Stacey's rock mom. version. Where am I? Here we go. I had their website up. Um. Mm. It's an old website. Where is it's it? It's super old. Oh, they do call it Elbop. They've also got a David Bowie surf instrumental tribute album out now. Right. Ziggy played the surf guitar or some shit. Something. Ziggy played surf guitar. That's a call. That's the uh, name. That's the one. It's called. Um, and they actually have a an FAQ section on their website, and I'm pretty sure there was something relevant there. Right. It just says where their name comes from, which is... It's a reference to Peter Pan and Pirates of Penzance, which is a, I thought it was a musical, but apparently it's a light opera. Mm. Sure. Um, and they just, because, because they thought it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yep. And that's their um, that's their question. That's their question. That's their thing. Like this is like uh, just a like a half step above being elevator music. It's um I mean it's kind of take it. You take the the song and I mean it's an instrumental version. Straightforward in in that regard, but very similar to the like jangle pop stuff that we for some reason talked about a lot a couple months ago. Yeah. Um it's got that like jangly sound i don't know that he's using a rickenbacker specifically uh to get that sound but um but it's it it's reminiscent of that yeah it's a it's again it's a pretty straightforward cover like a guitar is doing the vocal part and then it's it sounds a little surf rockier or janglier and like that's kind of it it's all that's going on yeah. Does what is the point in an instrumental cover of this? But um, besides, if it was like hold music for a call center. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't necessarily know why you'd record it. I'm usually a lot more lenient with stuff where it's like, oh, we did it live because we had a fun time, and you know, we, we, there's an audience, and we all like this music. And, but like, as soon as you turn into a recording, that is when I start to question it. And yeah, because that like demands to have merit in a large variety of contexts or perhaps no context at all. Right. Right. And I don't know what it's for necessarily. It, it really seems like there should be a market if it's a recording, you know, Mm -hmm. and as, as a, as a like product, I don't really get it. And maybe it is just kind of for the weather channel or the whatever. Do they still have a a channel that just tells you what's on uh, the TV and it scrolls by? I mean, we gotta. There's still old people out there, right? That's true. Um, maybe less. Well, but not, anyway, not for long. Um, but anyway, so maybe that is what it's for. It's just to listen to in the background of Vietnamese restaurants or whatever. Yeah, that's that's exactly <laughs> where this one is meant to exist. To reference uh, an anecdote from Ruby. Uh, yeah. From a long time ago. From a long time that's, ago. That's sure. that's for the. Uh, that's for the dedicated listeners that I'm sure we have some of. Yeah, the the diehards, shout out Emily and John, and John who and both tell me that they just cherry pick episodes anyway. So that's <laughs> so <laughs> that's I mean diehards we get. I mean they're both gonna know this song. Hell yeah! So shout out to both shout y'all. Shout out to both of y'all. Um, but yeah, really, there there is one thing that I thought was actually not great about this specifically, mm-hmm. uh, and that is on the like. Stacy, can't you see on the like you're just not the girl for me? What they play for that mm-hmm. part is they like kind of does a slide, and I just don't like it because it kind of oh, yep. trails off a bit. It. It's a little sloppy. Trails mm-hmm. off a yeah, bit. Yeah, it sounds like a misstep rather than a calculated slide. Yeah, so not great, not great. Yeah, that's my like specific criticism. Um, but other than that, it's just kind of it's kind of boring surf rock version yeah yeah with that we're going to talk about a a very straightforward cover bowling for soup in 2011 Um, so they're the Texas-based pop-punk band. You might know Girl All the Bad Guys Want or like Punk Rock 101 or 1985, which is actually a cover that they do. 
but it's it's that one that's popular. Yeah, that's that's not their song originally. Whose song is it? Do you know? It's some other guys, but it is okay. like they're very. Uh, it's like a very similar song, but they got popular with it somehow. Anyway, Bowling for Soup. Um, they wrote the theme song for Phineas and Ferb. They recently covered Already Gone by the Eagles. Uh, and this cover is currently their fourth most popular on Spotify. So the reason they covered this song is that a lot of people apparently misattribute uh, Stacy's mom to Bowling for Soup. Uh, the the lead singer, Jarrett Reddick, has said he's encountered that a lot. So with this cover, he says, I've basically just taken care of a large part of the population that's been wrong for years, and I've made them right. And also probably got a lot of listens when people are like, who's Stacey's mom by? Bowling for Soup, right? Yeah, let's listen. And then like put this version on streaming without yeah. necessarily knowing. Because if, obviously if people are making that mistake anyway. Um, I'm not saying he just did it to profit off it, because I'm sure it's not that much yeah well the, uh, the cover art money. for the song reads uh finally you can say this is your favorite song by bfs and not look like an idiot <laughs> so i think it was very much done in like jest right and apparently they play this song live a lot now and it's a fun song so yeah, I don't blame like, yeah uh, great but, part of a live repertoire but like uh yeah it's a really straightforward cover and like it's it's one I'd say maybe Bowling for Soup is a little more a little more of an edge, but not much. And that's mostly just the way it's sung. Yeah, whereas like the original's called Power Pop. Yeah. Like this is much more pop punk. Yeah, which like not Which is like hair splittingly different. Like, um It sounds a little bit more compressed mm-hmm. to me. Uh but maybe that I mean it's just like their sound, and I don't know bowling for soup sound that well i'm sure it's just that yeah and it's uh like yeah the like in terms of this sounding harder the only thing i can really point to is the prominence of the bass in the verses which you can hear it's sort of low grumble on there a little bit of steely sound in there like that's pretty much the biggest change i saw yeah it's mostly just kind of a bit different yeah but i kind of like the context of its existence that's fun Mm-hmm. But, I think it is a fun reason to do a straight cover. Yeah, I mean, at least there's an explanation, you know? We're not coming mm-hmm. into this like, why does this exist? Like, no, he said why it exists. We know. It's a little um, unconventional as far as covers yeah. go, but it makes sense. Yeah, I, one of the other big changes is they have a guitar doing at least like half of the synth parts. That is, that is true. Do they, they have a bit of synth, I think. Yeah, so sometimes, at least it sounds to me like the synth would kind of start off and then the guitar would kind of do the last two notes. Interesting. I didn't really pick up on that, I'll admit. Um, but, like, all the parts are the same and they're all kind of there. Everything's yeah. intact. They didn't really strip anything out in particular or add anything in particular. Mm-hmm. And that might be another thing that contributes to the punkier nature is guitar doing that sort of boom bam. Which is something we've talked about in this um, Down With The Sickness and Smells Like Teen Spirit is that like auxiliary guitar that just kind of noodles a bit. Right, does like, a, plays two notes and then like waits. And then plays two, you know. Yeah, it seems to be an element of sort of harder rock songs. Yeah, it's not, not one that I really thought about before. It's kind of mm-hmm. not something I picked up on. But now I'm going to have to listen for it. Yeah, see what else it comes up in. Yeah. But that's that's it for this one. Like, it's a, a Bowling for Soup cover. It's not 
like any better or worse than the original. Yeah. Like I think I remember when we were putting this list together, or when you were putting the list together, you mentioned yeah. Oh hey, here's a bowling for soup version. I was like, why? Yeah, we were both just kinda like, What? <laughs> like why would you need that? Like that's <laughs> the same thing, right? <laughs> and yeah, it kind yeah. of is. But there is a reason. But uh, Yeah, I think I think it's fun. I think it's fun that this exists and that they put it out there to quote, like, correct a mistake. Yeah. So yeah, there you have it. That's the best one. There you have it. With that, we're going to move slightly adjacent to pop punk into Ska with the Holophonics yes. in 2012. The album's called Masquerades, so that's fun. Hey, that um, is fun. These guys call themselves a ska cover uh, party band. Yeah, I thought they were a ska cover band, but boy, was I wrong. They're a ska <laughs> cover party band. Uh, yeah, please. Who allegedly at some point started shifted. working on originals as of 2018. Yeah, which, I mean, you see, we've seen that in a couple, couple cover bands. Yeah. Like, hey, we actually write music. We just And then that it's always tricky because if you get famous for performing other people's music, you know, uh, you ha- then, yeah, you start you're not popular your for your songwriting. So <laughs> yeah, suddenly it's tough because that might that's like a different crowd altogether potentially. Yeah, it's almost a harder sell because you're yeah. isola- you're like you're potentially not alienating your original audience. Yeah, so it's tough, and uh, I don't know anything about how well they're doing other than this cover is very much sped up, like it's faster. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And they do. I think that's one of my problems with it, at least from a vocal standpoint. Too fast. You're you're rushing through these punchlines. These are these are good funny lines. Right. The comedic timing's all thrown off. Yeah. Give um, them the space to breathe a little. Yeah. It is a little a little bit fast in that way. Uh, in terms of the sound, I thought it sounded like very compressed, even mm-hmm. compared to like some of the other versions, which are kind of in the like pop punk vein. I would expect a fair amount of compression, um, but this seems like more so, or maybe it's just too much. Like I, th- I thought it was a bit much. It might be a limitation. They are like an independent band, and that they too. started in 2012. That too. So like this is their it's, really early work. It's early material, which is fine, but that would be like probably my biggest sonic um, critique criticism. Criticism, yeah, um, yeah, but they do. Yeah, I'll agree with that. The compression is a bit much, but in terms of sort of rearranging this into a ska piece and making it sound like unique and not just like pop punk, I think they did a good job. They uh, do a sort of up and down kind of bass rhythm. Boom, 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 boom. You get yeah, kind of that like sort of walking bass line you get in yeah. in ska. That's supposedly a hallmark of ska. Uh, mm-hmm. You may recall from when we were like, what's the difference between reggae and ska? <laughs> a while back. Um, God, we learned a lot on this podcast. We do. Uh, I mean, especially at the beginning, because we were like, what makes it pop punk, though? Um, yeah. And uh, and the skank, yeah, it's like it's very fast, too. Like, it doesn't seem to be on the two, the second and fourth beat, but rather like the, the back half of every beat. Mm-hmm. Like it's just it's very fast, yeah. It's so like it really like timed. picks up the pace of the song. It's very, very speedy in this version. Yeah, yeah. Um, and of course, a big ska introduction is the the horns. 
of course. The brass section, those accompany the drum kicks. Um, they take over the uh, solo section. And there's also, the way they've got it, um, there's also kind of an organ sound. I think it's an organ. Mm-hmm. Um, just for a bit, though. It's yeah, playing it like a... Very... Yeah, it comes in very quiet with that. Which, it, it, it's a weird organ sound. It might just be some kind of synthesizer, but it almost seems yeah. like an organ, but like they don't play it for long enough to really get that like, like evolving sort of organ sound. Yeah, you get basically just the initial attack of it, which yeah. almost sounds like acapella. A little bit. Yeah, like, it's just close. Um, yeah, it's very fast singing. Um, you get backup vocals, and they're like... Uh, they actually seem to know. have a second vocalist who sings the yeah. um, the uh, pre-chorus and then okay. harmonizes sometimes, who doesn't seem to be that great at singing. I'd say, well, both of these guys are very much doing, like, talk singing. Yeah, it's pretty monotone as mm. far as singing goes. And some of the parts where they are, like, kind of harmonies are a little underwhelming. Yeah. But kind of, like, fits the attitude. Like, it's ska often has that kind of, like, more laid-back feeling. Like, they're not stressing about, like, singing it perfectly. They're just doing it, which I can kind of respect that. Yeah, I can, I can respect that in a way. There's a, it's a very much, like, I can see this kind of being played, like, it's, as they call themselves, like, party band. So, like, right. in a live set situation, busting this out, like, mid-set, I think would get a good response. Oh, absolutely. I mean, having been to a ska, ska punk show before, like... Everyone's just dancing around. It's hot. It's sweaty. Everyone's yeah. skanking. Like, bust this out? Oh, man. Blow the fucking roof off. Oh, yeah. And, and like, everybody knows the lyrics well enough. They're either singing along or they don't need to hear it. So yeah. the vocals being a weak point are... Yeah, does I mean, not matter. Does not matter in the context, I think, that you should be listening to this song. In the context of listening to it just straight up, you, you hear it, though. Yeah, it is noticeable. That was like the first thing I saw. Like, they may let this guy sing. What's going on? Yeah, but it's fine. But yeah, I thought the I thought the solo section with the horns and the the drums hitting the crash and stuff was a, a strong point. Yeah, a lot of lot of symbol. Yeah, a lot of crash. Um, yeah, so they keep that energy up for sure. Mm-hmm. And if that's what if that's what you're going for, and it really seems like they are, then success. Yeah, uh, sort of like overall a good energy version, and yeah, it sounds like ska, but I don't know. I feel like it misses out on some of the heart of the original because of those vocals. Anything else before we move on into LLC? No, let's talk about LLC. I'm all grown up now, baby, can't you see? Stacy's mom has got it going on. She's all I want, and I've waited for so long. Stacy, can't you see? Let's talk about limited liability company. Let's talk about the artist that is very, very difficult to find. Did you find anything on him? No. I, I like, Googled him, and it was like, how to form an LLC for your music band. And I was like, I know, oh, right? shit. <laughs> I was like, LLC musician, LLC music artist, yeah. LLC music group. <laughs> so, yeah, completely useless Googling this, this character. Um... Um, this yeah, guy, I guess, 
photos on Spotify, yeah, I was gonna say is one guy. So it's one dude with a tattoo and a lot of rings. Yeah. Sometimes a denim jacket. It's more like a Sometimes shirt. Sometimes a denim shirt. It's more like a shirt. Um and it seems to be covers. He hasn't done a ton of stuff. Are these all Yeah, Teenage Dirt. Oh, he did Stacey's last Christmas. Jesse's girl. Yeah, all of his popular songs are off this album as well. LLC. Which is allegedly or an maybe EP. EP. Um yeah. Anyway, so What's going on with this version? It's an acoustic cover. Mm-hmm. But to its credit, it's not a slow acoustic cover. No, it's pretty lively. One more thing before we move in, though. Sure. Uh, th- our playlist is one of the playlists he's been discovered on. So, uh, Amazing. You're welcome, LLC. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there it is. I don't, does that show up because I'm listening? But we are top... Is that top five or is that just there? Yeah, that's, that's top five there. Because I'm listening to it. Are we on the where people listen? No. No. Just four in Stockholm. Those fuckers. Just so get everybody in your house to listen to it on their Spotify accounts and we'll, we'll get in there. Okay, yeah. That'll be five. All right, we'll do it. That's viral marketing. Although it'll baby, be, so no, yeah. we're not both Calgary now. We'll have to use uh, our uh, VPN, send ourselves to Vancouver. <laughs> Wouldn't it just be easier to get one more of our friends in Calgary to listen to it? No, definitely not. All right. Anyway, we'll get on that list. Um, we'll get on that list. Um, yeah, so it starts out with a, an acoustic guitar, an astute observation, Alex. Yes, an acoustic guitar. Hard pans left and right as he, like, yeah. finger picks chords. Doing the kind of intro as, like, this acoustic finger picking thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also he starts to sing. The Stacey's yeah. mom's got it going on. There you go. And and pans those vocals on the left and right as well. Yeah. And then starts to do a bunch um, of backup yeah. vocals for himself. Yeah. Which he does throughout um, to varying degrees of success. I don't always love what he does with it. Because like here, it's just this like, Stacy. Yeah. Which, it it's, sounds decent. It's... He does a decent job of it. I just don't necessarily agree with it being there at all. But sometimes they're Yeah. Fun. It sounds like one of the, particularly those high-pitched ones, I'm wondering if he's, like, trying to be like, well, this is a comedy song, so I'm going to try, like, adding, quote, like, a little comedy to it. Right, do a little bit of that falsetto. Now, one thing that bugs me is Mm -hmm. the first line of the first verse. Stacy, can I come over after school? Like, listen to it. It's the way he says come over. It's, I don't know what he's fucking saying. Stacy, can I come over after school? Well, I didn't notice. I got to listen to that now. Okay. It's got extra syllables in there. <laughs> come over. Yeah. So he adds an, another syllable in there. I don't know yeah. why he didn't need to do that. It's I think it's, it sounds to me like he was going to say, come on over. And then like while he was saying it, it was like, no, it's not going to fit. <laughs> and then, so it just becomes this weird like mouth noise. Uh, Well... It is, I think, buried. I mean, obviously, you noticed it, but I did not. Um, And then he kind of starts to do, like, other strumming patterns, which is pretty much, like, what he does throughout the song, where it's not just, like, fingerprinting, finger-picking. Finger-picking at the start. So I wouldn't say this is, like, a lot of acoustic covers can just be, like, boring, because it's just, Mm -hmm. like, Stacy's mom is... 
got it. Yeah, they do their four chord and progression then, yeah. and barely Just whisper over strumming. top of it. So like this has definitely got a lot more going on, uh, which I yeah. can greatly appreciate in an acoustic mm-hmm. cover. And he tries a lot to make it to sort of expand the sound space. You know, he's panning the instruments and his vocals to different sides. Yep, he's does doing... a lot of vocal parts too. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a I lot mentioned. of different backing vocals. And a lot of the time it does work. I don't think it always works, but I think it does a lot of the time. So that's good. Mm-hmm. I think he adds a good deal of texture to this. And then he still follows along with some of the uh, like composition tricks of the original. The second verse has another guitar track come in. Mm-hmm. But instead of doing arpeggios, it's kind of just like a steady, like descending rhythm, I think. Right. It kind of sticks with the style he's set up here. Yeah. Um, it's also, I mean, it's a lot better than the harmonies on the holophonics version. Mm-hmm. Now that that's saying that much. <laughs> uh, so maybe just coming off of that and I was like, oh, decent harmonies. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, nearer to the end, he, it's got that kind of sound of like, like switching tracks between lines. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, like they cut it in a way that like a human would have to breathe kind of thing, but they cut it. So another track comes in just a little bit before you would expect it to. Yeah. I think they do that in the, or he does that in this song. And that, that always makes me think of queen. Cause, Mm. cause queen did that a lot that I've noticed where like, he'll like still kind of be trailing off in one line as the next line is coming in. Right. Which I'm sure was not easy. I mean, impossible rather live, but uh, it's got that feeling closer Mm -hmm. to the end for some of the lines where like you do get that decay from the previous line as the next line is starting up kind of overlapping. You ever try to sing along to the prophet song near the end? Uh, Yes, (laughs) I have. (laughs) You just kind of got to pick apart, man. Yeah, you got to pick apart, but I'm always like, no, I can do all three. I can do them. I can do them. Let me just harmonize with myself. It'll be fine. In real time. <laughs> no big deal. Um, um, yeah, did you notice at 2.20, around 2.20, uh, it sounds like violins come in on the track. I think they do. Could be a synthesizer, yeah. though. Could be. But they, yeah, they're playing in the back there. Do they stay? Um, I do believe they stay. Yeah, and then that's kind of part of that soundscape expanding that you mentioned, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and that could be done pretty easily as a sample or as a synthesizer part. Because it does seem to be a solo artist. Yeah. Um, yeah, because when I was putting the playlist together, I essentially had two acoustic covers. And one was sort of the one we hate. It was slow and just one dude, like, fucking chilling on acoustic guitar and then this one which at first i thought was a group because it seemed like there was so much going on which is which is cool which is cool yeah and yeah so i think it's pretty solid uh solid acoustic cover yeah it's a good example of the fact that an acoustic cover doesn't have to be boring yes although unfortunately they are often that often yeah um, speaking of things we I hate, uh, let's talk about Scott Bradley's postmodern jukebox extravaganza in 2015. Yep, we got another postmodern jukebox entry. This one is with Casey Abrams. Not the little boy that I used to be. I'm all grown up now, baby, can't you see? Hey, Casey's mom has got it going on. She's all I want, and I've waited for so long. Who 
may also recall, featured in the yes, All the Small Things episode, uh, which I actually pockets. picked as my favorite version, due in no small part to I thought uh, his vocal performance. Thought he sounded really good on that. I still think mm. he sounds good on this one. Um, I've actually checked out his solo stuff. I'm pretty sure he was on American Idol or something. Yeah, I the think I might have even runner up in season him. ten. I think I even watched that season because because mm. after I looked him up, he kind of seemed familiar. Um, but uh, for some reason, I just can't get into his solo stuff. Like okay. I, I listened to it a bit, but I don't know. I I like some of the, these covers are pretty solid though. I I don't like him and I don't actually like his covers. <laughs> I mean, I did like that one. This one. What do I think about this one? My first yeah. problem coming at it, what, what what I talked about in Fountains of Wayne, uh, is that you know Chris Collingwood had uh, like nails this, uh, this this juvenile energy on the vocals. Sure, right. This one sounds like a grown man is horny for Stacy's mom, <laughs> which is probably more appropriate. <laughs> yeah, but it, and, and, and but and it's then not it the same the value. We, yeah, we lose. And he still says, I know it might be wrong, but it's not wrong because you're a grown man who thinks the mother is hot. That's fine. Right. That's just a normal thing. Uh, <laughs> happens normal. all the time. And let's see what what actually goes on. It's obviously it's it's postmodern jukebox. So it's this like 1930s style thing. Um, they start the it's like an upright bass. Uh, drums doing the like kind of thing. What I was actually surprised because I watched the video. Did you watch the video? No, I did not. Um, there's not much to it. Um, I the drum part doesn't. He doesn't play. I thought he was playing cymbals, but he's actually playing like the metal part of the bass drum, hmm. which is kind of interesting. I didn't. It is know interesting. Um, and then yeah, there is definitely technical proficiency on this track. I'll give them that. Right. I mean, they're they're hiring professional musicians basically to do this. Mm-hmm. Like that's. That's what they do. So, I mean, the guy playing the clarinet is doing his clarinet part. It sounds like is a pretty solo Is that the solo? Um, I think so. Okay. Yeah, it I wasn't sure what it was. For the... Let me, let me double check that. No, no. The solo... What happens is, closer to the end, um, a guy walks in and, like, hands Casey Abrams a um, melodica and then mm. takes the bass. So he takes over the bass part and then... And then the solo is actually on a melodica, which is like those, okay. those piano things you hold sideways. And you can yeah, that you into blow them. into. So it's a, a free reed instrument that um, sometimes they have like a tube. Those are fun ones. <laughs> or it just looks like someone's playing a piano, but with like a, a hookah. Oh, yeah. But uh, they're blown into a tube. Anyway. Um, so where's the clarinet come in? Sorry. So the clarinet kind of plays throughout the early parts of the song. Oh yeah, kind of like yeah, yeah. And it's it's all very like old fashioned. The guy on the piano is playing this like ragtimey, not really ragtime, but yeah, like, kind of like that fast playing that. Um, I do appreciate. Again, it's not like a slow cover. They didn't go like, um, like this lounge room thing. Yeah, like, or it's like, like, like a slow smoldering, and... like yeah. you know, a dame, a dame singing with a. I don't know. I'm trying to think of old lingo, but I can't. Oh, dame was the only you, one I you know, could think like, of. like it would be in a film noir. <laughs> yeah, they didn't go like noir. It's like kind of more fun. Like, hmm. Yeah, oh, and God. so he does yeah. some like lyrical like changes. So instead of her just coming out with a towel on, it's an itty bitty towel on. 
And then he makes like a, just a, like a horny. Mm. He does make that sound. Yeah, there's some of the. I, I wasn't a huge fan of the ad libbing in this either. Um, it just it's very basic and like does not doesn't really resonate much. I don't know. Yeah, like it, it kind of fits, but it's not it's that much too fun. Horny. I didn't think it's just like yeah, it's, it's too horny. Yeah, it's just like it's too like adult horny. Right. It it it's not. It doesn't have that like childishness to it. Yeah. Um. The other thing that's weird about the the video is it's clearly set in like a bar. So it's supposed to be a bar. They're just like in the middle right. of the floor though. Uh. And there's a bar in the background with like you know the mirror and all the bottles sitting on it. But there's also just a person like sitting facing away from the camera. You can't see her in the mirror. It's a woman, just mm-hmm. sitting on the bar, and like kind of swaying. And she's just there the whole time. Hmm. I don't think she's doing anything. But if she is, you can't tell because she's facing away from the camera. Well, I she's don't know what to there. do with that information. Yeah, I, I don't know. She's just there. Yeah. Oh, I see that. She's just uh, like shrugging her shoulders left and like she's dancing. Yeah, she's just kind of like swaying. Ugh. This music video makes me hate the song even more. <laughs> and then they like scats at the end. Yeah, he scats at the end, which is fucking awful. I'm the scat man! And that's it. That's that version. Yeah, no, not not a fan of this. Solid clarinet. I think other versions needed clarinet, but whatever. Yeah, That's just me. You know how I get around reeds? Yeah, just you're a you're a wood reed if you you know what I mean. And if you don't know, well, join the club. If you don't know, either. you don't know. You know. You know. All right, that's it. That's that for that's it. Let's that's talk about Norbert Leo Butts Norbert Leo in 2016. So Norbert Leo Butts is a primarily, a, as far as I can tell, a Broadway performer. Does mm-hmm. some other acting and stuff. He's actually won two Tonys for like best actor in a musical. Yeah. Um. He was in Rent for a while. That's not what he won awards for, though. Or not these awards. But he was nominated. Yeah, he's been nominated quite a bit. He's won a couple awards. Um, and I guess he like does concerts. Yeah, this is some this kind is a live of live performance. This is some kind of like, like just looking at the album, it's all like classic rock style well maybe not what is all this well some of them are like some of them him are, talking between yeah. sets so what he sets up here because he starts off the the song talking about the 1890s he's like i don't know if the term milf was around in 1890 as far as we can tell it was not I was like, yeah it was i not. don't know what the relevance of that is though so I had to go back, dig through the the album here a bit. So he is first. He's ta- first. He talks about his love of Greek mythology, ah, and then he talks about how a, f- a friend of his told him to get into uh, Jungian archetypes. So uh, Carl Jung, and sure. the three three of the Jungian archetypes are the maiden, the mother, and the crone. So then he talks about the maiden and does come on Eileen, and now he does the mother and does Stacy's mom. So that's the context. I see. 
and then Galway to Graceland. Anyway, yeah. um, okay, yeah. So it's like a whole like performance art thing, I guess. I guess it just seems kind of like a concert where he does a lot of talking. Does a lot of talking, songs, if you ask so me. So it's kind of like it's kind of like Springsteen on Broadway, but I'm less interested in what he has to say. <laughs> exactly. Okay, this one didn't make me cry. Um, I didn't listen to the whole thing. This is <laughs> might have made you cry. It might have. I don't know. Um. Yeah, when I found out that he was in Rent, the like his vocal style kind of made more sense, I guess. Like it sounded very, like it would fit in Rent very well, or at least what I know from Rent, which is just the movie version. Okay. Um. Um. Yeah. yeah so as like you might expect from this kind of version, it's pretty straight. Like it's a live cover. It's very close to the original. Um, instead of guitar stings, we get piano stings in the intro. Right. Yeah. Um, and and the piano actually plays throughout on this one. And I mean that kind of makes sense. It's kind of a musical theater thing. I didn't think his voice was like super musical theatery specifically. Yeah, it wasn't that sort of like overblown. It's more poppy sounding to me than anything. Yeah. Because he does this trick and he does it on both verses, which I think is uh, I think that was a bad move. Where he does this, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. This, that was what sounded so rent to me. I don't know why. Um, okay. But it's uh, it's, like, I didn't so, like that. Like, it didn't it make is. any sense at all to me in the context of the song, really. I don't yeah. know. It just seemed when, silly and out of place. Yeah, it's when you do performance tricks, like, without a, a reason for them. There's yeah. no context for him to be saying, yeah. Yeah, it didn't seem all that motivated other than, like, well, it's a rock and roll song, so of course we say, yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. And, and it, like, yeah. The way the energy yeah. is, I, I, I don't know. It seemed odd. It's, yeah, because those type of moments, it makes me think of when you're listening to Billy Joel and, like, the instruments swell and he goes, yeah, rock and roll! Like, that's because he's hearing those instruments. He's going, like, fuck yeah, and also tricking you into thinking that he plays rock music, but <laughs> <laughs> not show tunes. But it's a very much a, like an of the moment ad lib. Yeah, doesn't that line, like, lead into a clarinet? So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it does. I think it does. Anyway, um, yeah, it does. But it see- makes sense in context, right? Like- yeah. I think here, and and I think we're both experiencing this to a degree. It it seems like almost rock and roll. Like it's it's masquerading as rock and roll, but it's very much like a a more of a theater performance. Yeah, and maybe even closer to karaoke because these instruments are so muted on this. Yeah, and the mu- and the instruments are definitely not the focus, which mm-hmm. seems like almost to its detriment, like you said. Um, yeah. So I don't know. It, it's it's a little bit. A little bit jarring. It takes takes you out of it a little bit. I think. Yeah. Because I think sometimes his backup vocalists do a better job than he does. Well, they're probably like rock musicians. Yes, because near the end, he starts to struggle with singing. I think the reason for that. Did you watch the video? No. What are, I will they, say what are they smacking? Um, his ass. She doesn't oh. do it though. He goes into the audience, which is why he says, "Excuse me." Right. Finds a random person who looks to be mom age. Um, or who appears to be, you know, okay. a mother, gets her to stand up and dance with him. She seems very uncomfortable throughout the entire <laughs> thing. Uh he starts to like 
wave his ass around her and like tries to get her to kind of give him a little little slap but she either doesn't get it or like doesn't want to either way she doesn't do it and they just kind of like dance so that is why he's struggling is because he's doing something else at the same time and like holding a microphone uh probably further away from his mouth than he should be um and that's what's going on there (laughs) It, she, she's like one step short of just like going limp like a protester to not be up there. <laughs> yeah, she he like grabs her hand and like tries to dance with her. Um, she's like, she's a good sport, but she does seem pretty awkward and possibly yeah. not one hundred percent down with him. <laughs> um, so that's unfortunate. But you know, he's really he's really trying. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I thought this version was a little bit. A little bit awkward, um, mm-hmm. but he does a decent job of it. One thing I thought was odd was yeah. on the verses where he, sa- she says, Stacy, can't you? And then goes down. Like, Stacy, can't you? See, like, I expect yeah. him to sing the high note because he's, he's like this big musical theater guy. Yeah, he's, when so, you got a Tony Award, you I sing have the no high doubt notes. he can sing that note. I just don't understand why he wouldn't. Yeah, it's an odd choice. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know. It it's a yeah. it's a strange performance. It I'm is sure. A strange performance. Yeah. And you know when you do try and do a stage bit and it doesn't go well, it's like I yeah. don't know if there's a worse situation. To no, be in. especially if you're. I mean, it's not solo, but it's pretty much solo. Like. Yeah, like nobody's gonna remember the other guys if they go and do other shows later. They're not gonna be like, you were there when he tried to get a woman to slap his ass. Like, <laughs> they're fine. So yeah, yeah, it was a, uh, it was odd. That's what I'll yeah. say about it. Um, with that, we're gonna move into the final cover today, which is Kasum or Kasum, maybe in uh, 2018. And this is a dance remix. Actually, allegedly, yeah. it's electronic pop punk and a little bit of magic. A little bit of magic. Uh, to me, it just sounds like a kind of like pop. Yeah, a little dance, like a little trop pop as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's got a couple a couple things in it compared to some of the like dance covers we've talked about recently. Mm-hmm. which were pretty underwhelming. I thought this was a little more interesting. Like it comes in, like it fades in an acoustic guitar um, with the like Stacy's mom line. It does not seem to be a sample of the lyrics of the vocals from the original. Like they no. got someone else singing it. Um, and like it, they kind of do that first verse with just like strumming and piano and this mm-hmm. like very auto-tuned voice. Yeah, it reminds me of the the all the small things covered by I think it's Black Friday, the young kid who did that like like heavily altered vocals like this. Oh yeah, that's that was all the small things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like all the small. Th- I still do the same drugs without you. Like that oh, one. That was all the small things. Yes. Yeah. That we actually liked quite a bit. See, yeah. I, for some reason, I was thinking that's a different song, but that was the thing I was thinking of. It's easy to mistake it because that, like, it was just a sample of all the small things, really. Right. Right. With, like, all his other 
Yeah. Stuff. Um, but yeah, it's that same kind of vocal styling, I think. Right. And this is more focused around the Stacy's mom song. They do the mm-hmm. verses and stuff. Um, but yeah, but that I, I thought, I mean, it's kind of got more of a progression than you sometimes get from this electronic stuff or yeah. at least some of the like more generic dance covers we see um mm-hmm. where like you have the the guitar and the piano at, at the start and then like bring in that percussion with some synthesizer and stuff like that yeah and then, and then actually got... the second verse like also brings it down um but it's not an acoustic guitar this time it's more of like an electric guitar sound yeah so that is another like change they make in this one is the verses are very much, or the chorus rather, is very much like down from the verses as opposed to the other way around, mm. which is kind of the power pop thing that you yeah, expect that's from right. that type and of song that, and this song. Yeah, and then on that second verse in the second half, they start adding in like some heavier drums. So again, they do mimic some of the behaviors of the original where certain spots in the song are clear points for change. Right. Um, the other thing I appreciated... Um, it's not like way too long. Was it just last week we talked about that one? Um, I'm let's trying to see, remember. Last week there was, was a dance oh, yeah, cover, the, and uh, it was like five minutes long. It was like five longer minutes than with the, the overblown bass drum, and it was just like sound. Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. Um, this is much better than that. Yeah, like I like in my head, I'm sure. Like if Emily listens to this episode, she will like this version. It's it's got that vibe of like pop music that Emily is into. Yeah, and honestly, I thought it was pretty solid too. Yeah, I, one of the more different versions we've talked about today. I think it, yeah, it's got a healthy mix of like things going on, some good instrumental breaks. Um, in terms of like comedy, though, I don't I don't think there is any. There's no real like connection to the lyrics. No, no, I wouldn't say so either. It's more. I mean, it seems to be more of a dance track that just happens to be interesting in using this song. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a lot of drum machine work. Uh, like you said, there's acoustic guitar, then there's sort of clean electric guitar later. Uh, yeah, lots of different things happening in the, in the sound space. We get, like, harp strings for, like, five seconds. Yeah, they're kind of like on. East Asian-sounding strings. Is that what you're talking about? That happens um, early on, like, no. in the first chorus. In the first chorus has Maybe. that Let me kind see of like, here. I don't remember the timestamp or anything, but like at like 102, is that East Asian? I thought that was just kind of harp sounding. Maybe it's just pentatonic scale. That could be it. Cause Sometimes it's just like, dun, 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 dun. yeah, I think it happens at a different point as well. Um, okay. But so it comes in, I think a couple times. I forgot to write yeah. down when though. Yeah, that's I, that's kind of all the notes I have for this one, Alex. You got anything else on this? No. Oh, he does not his really. own backup vocals. This is Stacy. Can I come over after school? And then he just says after school again. Which I mean, and say with the Mojer lawn, like it's not even like a he puts a different filter on it or anything. It just sings the line. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah, that's pretty much it. That's it. With that. We're going to get into our final verdict. Uh, we got three categories today. The best version, the worst version, and the horniest version. 
I think I know what your vote for that is. Um, yeah, it's, uh, um, so Alex, start one? us off with the worst. There was uh, the worst version. Hmm. Yeah, give me that. Give me the worst version. What's the worst version? I think I would say, I mean, it's almost cheating at this point. Freshman 15, I just... It was entirely yeah. uninteresting and uh, not... Yeah, not even, like, interestingly yeah. bad. It was just boring. Yeah, just not much to it. I can't really say anything more about that. Yeah. I feel like I'm going to go slightly different, say Norbert Leo Butts, just after watching his sort of the <laughs> video and seeing some of those awkward failings. Like, I feel like the freshman 15 are still going to get like people like, oh, good job, you guys. Really good right. job on Stacy's mom. But like after Norbert Leo Butts, everybody's going to be like kind of like, you know, avoiding eye contact or talking <laughs> around that song. Like, it's going to be one of those things. I'm like, yeah, it was, it was fine. Yeah, yeah it was good. We, uh, good we stuff, had a fun man. night out. It's a good time. Yeah, it's real real guitars on the stage there. Yeah, oh, wow, cool. Like, yeah. just, so I feel like he's probably done the worst of these in terms of successful performances. Yeah, um, maybe. Guy, guy used to being directed kind yeah. of suddenly needs to... Uh, Something wants to do his own show. I'm just checking if it's on Broadway, the place that he's at. And I oh, yeah. don't know. Does it have to be on the street Broadway to be on Broadway? Broadway on Theater street. with Fun. Oh, here's Broadway. It's like right next to Broadway. I don't know if it's technically on Broadway or not. Feinstein's slash 54 Below. Yeah. It is a cabaret and supper club. with Ooh, Love a good supper with club. With an American menu. So, Broadway's right there next to it. Anyway, it's on 54th Street, West 54th Street. West 54th. I, w- I would call that off-Broadway. Yeah, but like just off-Broadway. Broadway's supper it's like le- It's like within a block of Broadway. <laughs> I guess yeah, if it's a club, so it's not like a theater. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'm getting off here. We got to talk about our yes. best versions. Tell me about the best version, Alex. What is the best version of the song? Because honestly, like I said, there were some duds. And there were some mm-hmm. just okay ones. Um, in terms of the standouts, really? I think there were only two. And, I think you might be and right that's LLC and Kasum. 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 Um, but I think at the end of the day... I'll, okay, so I spent more time listening to the LLC. And I think that one grew on me over time. And mm. I don't know. And Norbert Leo Butts, I liked less the more I heard it. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I didn't listen to Kasum a whole lot. So I, I don't know if I can necessarily give it to that one. So I think I've got to give it to LLC for now. Um, okay. But Kasum seemed solid. But I would listen to it more before I awarded it anything. Yeah, I think I'm I'm gonna go the opposite direction you and take Casum. I think part of it is we're like I'm getting sunshiny weather out here and this thing's got summer jam vibes right. on it. Um the other is that whenever something is in like a genre I, I don't particularly care for, but it keeps me interested and not in a like a hateful way. Right. Like it's I kinda that you know, it's I go from a negative position to a, a maybe even just a slightly positive position, but it's more of a change than if I were to go from neutral to more positive right because you know? it's something that you wouldn't normally give wouldn't normally like that much yeah 
and I, I thought it had some interesting transitions. Um, Definitely. I, I like. I don't think it had comedy in it, but I do find that style of vocals is kind of funny to me. Your mom came out with just a towel. On. Yeah, I mean, you were talking about kind of the melodrama. Everything here is is so like heightened in that version, yeah. just because it's so like got that vocal processing with the like reverb and it's got the auto tune and everything is just so like almost like it should be this epic thing but it's just this joke song so it's got a little bit of comedy yeah it's got a little bit of that whether intentional or not and then doing your own backup vocals (laughs) just straight like not even altered is a very funny and juvenile thing i think it's like i don't have the budget or friends (laughs) for backup singers just (laughs) do it myself yeah, so uh, that's my best one. Alex, horniest version in one. What is the horniest version? I think it might be... I think it might be Norbert Leo Butts. I don't know. He's like he's really sweaty, and he's going to the audience, and like he's trying, <laughs> but he's just not getting anything back. He's making people uncomfortable, and what's more horny? You're right. He is trying to push that horny What's edge. more horny than that? Yeah, than being horny and not reciprocated. <laughs> Um, now I'm gonna go with obviously Scott Bradley yeah. and and Casey. Abrams. I thought you it's might. Just, uh, and and like again, like a pushing it kind of horny. Like we know the song's horny. It's about thinking a mom's hot. Like you don't have to sell that any more than the song already sells it. Settle down. <laughs> and yeah, that's my take on that. Yeah. That has been our final verdict. Uh, if you agree with us, disagree with us, want to talk about a version we didn't talk about, hit us up on Twitter. Hashtag CoverMePod. At Jake the Cressy, at some Alex Wise guy. Tell us your opinions, tell us your thoughts and questions. You can also email us at covermepod at gmail.com. Send us comments, questions, concerns. Be sure to rate and review us on uh, the Apple Podcasts app, the uh, wherever they'll accept ratings and reviews of us. Tell your friends about us. Uh, be sure to follow us. We're on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, your favorite podcasting app. And. We're going to do a bonus segment real quick here, um, talking about one-hit wonders that deserve more recognition. Now, I, I kind of opened up the episode talking about an obvious one, Fountains of Wayne. Check out some of their discography. Uh, one of my favorite songs of theirs is the opening track on their first album, Radiation Vibe. Mm. Just just a good just a good sonic feel Radiation on that one. Radiation Vibe. And I think, I think they do a really good job of like capturing that middle school spirit and some of the more like like reflective moments in, in being a middle schooler and stuff like that. It's just, just, just good music. It's catchy. Uh, Alex, you got any off the dome? One hit wonders. I'm trying to think of, I mean, there's definitely some groups who I've heard are one hit wonders that don't seem like it to me. Um, this one is kind of cheating a bit. I think the darkness is technically a one hit wonder, at least over here. Not in, I don't think the UK, but they don't have a whole lot of recognition over here. And I feel like, why not? I like them. <laughs> yeah. So that's probably and again, talking about comedy songs played straight. Yeah. Like, that's the darkness to a T. Absolutely. Um, that kind of like. Two varying levels of success, but yeah, I think they're a great band to get into. Yeah. Um, for someone who I would consider to be a one hit wonder, at least again in Canada and probably the States. Uh, who else? Let's see. Who else is a one hit wonder? Um, mm mm-hmm. I've heard AHA is uh, popular in Europe. Right. But, I, I don't know uh, enough of their other stuff. I don't know enough of their other stuff. I would be curious about getting into that. Um, fuck. Uh, on a similar note, I think The Heavy is only known over here for like one or two tracks. They're another British like hard rock group. 
Um, you would know How You Like Me Now, I think is the How You Like Me Now, which features in like Borderlands 2. Right. And also, I think it like an episode of Community or something. Like, it was one that like got play in a bunch of like movies and TV shows for a bit. Right. Yes, I, I think I do remember that coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking through like a list of one hit wonders to see if there's any wonders. groups yeah. that I in particular. Uh, there's the other thing where like there are groups that like are fairly popular or have like a reasonable following but technically only had one hit so like they counted like mm-hmm. i remember i was listening to they it was on the radio they had a whole like one hit wonder day and they were like one hit wonder like Jimi hendrix i was like wait a minute <laughs> like <laughs> like i get on. it but i feel like that doesn't really fit in with so like i i'm i mean even like technically would be a one hit wonder i i don't know i don't know how many hits Jimi hendrix had right like five decades ago but five decades ago but yeah he clearly has a legacy yeah beyond, beyond that like one his song. Hits. so yeah. uh, i'm gonna I, I unfortunately uh don't have anything else prepared but i i think that uh no i think you gave some solid is, uh, solid picks I, some food for yeah, thought something to think about um, if you got a, a one hit wonder who deserves more credit, hit us up. Hashtag fun hit wonder. Fun hit wonder. Oh man. Paper Lace is a one hit wonder. They have at least <laughs> two good songs. <laughs> That's right. Fucking paper lace. I'll jam those two songs all fucking day though. Oh yeah. The night Chicago no died. Asked. Hell and yeah. The other one. Right, Billy, don't the be a hero. One. Billy, don't be a hero. Yeah. Good shit. Haven't listened to that in a while. Yeah, I might I might throw those on after the podcast here. Um, that's been the show today. As we always say on Cover Me, Cover Me came out with just a towel on. <laughs> <laughs>